And there came a day, a day unlike... Wait, no, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks in... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsior, oh, damn it. Episode 137 of Panelology. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Brian. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Hey. It's going. It's, uh, life's still happening. <laughs> Ye- so it is. I'm given to understand that often it finds a way. It does do that. Yes. A way to do what? Yeah. It's not so clear, but Usually, a way. Usually, um, drive me batshit crazy. Uh-huh. Yep, that that's been this week. <laughs> that's been every week of 2018, and I cannot wait for this dumpster fire of a year to die and go to hell. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to mark this down on the probably the on the whole on the negative side for for years. Yeah. Yeah. It is it is complicated for me because it has been the most difficult year. But also I did like buy a house. And get to start stage managing at, you know, Emory again yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. Like, so, yeah, yours has a, a pretty a lo- interesting balance. Yeah, a lot of your efforts were well rewarded for their efforts. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like that's that's the main thing is I have driven myself into a hole, but also it paid off, which is <laughs> great for what I've learned, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Just be more masochistic, Alex. Wow. Definitely do that thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what 2018 has taught me. Hate myself more. <laughs> wow, I'm pretty sure that's not the lesson Alex really needed to learn. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe it was. Uh, so, uh, do we want to talk about comics and not more of whatever that was? Yeah, let's yes. do that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Speaking of people who have learned the lesson that they should just work harder and not have a work-life balance, Ironheart number one. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that was a damn good segue, sir. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I definitely did not relate entirely to this book. <laughs> right? Like, felt that so hard when her friends are asking her to go to lunch. She's like, yeah, but I got this thing here. I'll do this other stuff, yeah. To finish. Um, I, I uh, man, I like pretty much everything about this book. Yeah. Yeah, this is wonderful. Riri has a lab at MIT. Mm-hmm. And uh, when this starts off, she is on her way over, only to find that the dean or whatever has decided to give a bunch of strangers a tour. Of her lab without telling her. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's... Which, you know, she rolls with it, but is not wild about it. Right. And it goes maybe better than expected, other than one little thing. And this group of strangers who turn out to be diplomats head over to Harvard for some sort of summit. Where they are then attacked by a Spider-Man villain. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, you followed him recently, Spider-Man. This is uh, kind of a reversion to form for him. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. 
And uh, did anyone notice? Okay, so his whole thing is he's trying to prove himself to this group called the Ten Rings, which, hmm, I wonder what that might be. Hmm. Did anyone count the number of rings in the sound wave on his costume Heck when he was no. talking about dress for the job you want? Yeah, there's no, I there's... just assumed there were 10. Yeah, there were 10. There's 10. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like as soon as I read that, I like I didn't even have to count them. I was like, oh, he's got 10 yeah. rings on this, didn't he? I mean, I did just to make sure. Of course, you did, <laughs> dork. Yep. Um, but that's just kind of the kind of quality content I provide. <laughs> Counting. Counting. Anyway. That's your that's your quality content. Yes. Wow. Hey, uh, it works for a certain Muppet. Well, hey. Don't even. Uh, uh, Don't uh, even. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, this was wonderful and fantastic, and I love it. Yes. Agreed. Yes. And like, it, and it wasn't just that. That's what I love. It was also there's also a personal moment with her and what does turn out to be a friend, right? And yeah. Then a little surprise thing at the end. Like, there's a whole bunch in this, and I liked all of it. Can I put out into the world that I do very much need now a uh, an Ironheart Shuri uh, Unstoppable Wasp crossover one yes. shot that is just like the three of them cosplaying at Comic Con together? Yeah. Fuck yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Like I think we put that out there before, but I like the addition of the cosplaying at Comic Con. Yes. Well, I mean, this this gives us that angle. Right. We see her Jordy LaForge visor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now I do have one thing here. Like, so I I did get caught up on Tony Stark recently. Yeah. And like the whole thing at the end here makes me think, uh, yeah, you know, Jacosta would have a problem with this, right? Mm, in what way? In having an AI bound inside of a. Suit of armor. We don't know that she's bound inside. Uh, that, In fact, okay. Riri's not wearing the armor when she sees her. Okay, well, right. that's fair. Maybe not. So maybe not. Maybe she's she's uh. doing what Tony's doing in his book. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But uh, speaking of that AI, do we want a minor spoiler? <laughs> yeah, now that, now that you've mentioned it, let's call spoilers <laughs> and talk about the AI. Yeah. So, uh... Because she, she's talking, through this whole issue, she drops little things that she's trying to get this AI working, trying to get it working. Trying, and at the end, um, surprise to her, much less anything else, um, her AI pops up and it's her sister Natalie. Somebody's been sleep coding. <laughs> Oops. I guess so. Narcolepsy. Narco oh, wow. <laughs> Good Lord, sir. That was bad even for you. Yeah. Uh, if 2018 has taught me anything, <laughs> it's that my puns should just be worse. Oh, God. Certainly oh, God, works what does our... 2019 look like? Oh, God. It, it certainly works in our D&D campaign, because he is off the chart there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not my fault that your niece decided to give me inspiration whenever I make <laughs> exceptionally bad puns. <laughs> That's just reinforcing That's behavior so right good. there. Yeah. When when Alex goes, oh, wait, I need to use an inspiration so that I can then use this pun that I have to get um, my inspiration <laughs> back. Yeah. Like, I can't make puns fast enough to burn my inspiration. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Oh. 
Anyway, yeah. uh, yes, though I am, I am down with this AI. I, I'm, I'm down with this whole book. I will definitely be continuing this. Agreed. Yeah. Let's move on to Amazing Spider-Man number ten. <laughs> uh, this, this is another book I really liked every bit of. You know, I, I was like. When Dan Slott left, I was like, you know, maybe I'll just switch to trade, let Spider-Man breathe a little. I need to trim down my pull list anyway. And if I'm off Spider-Man, then that's like one book, but it's also like always eight tie-ins every six months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then I didn't do that. I'm like, I'll give it an arc. I'll, I'll, I'll see how it goes. I keep liking it, and I keep not being able to cut it, and it just keeps getting better and better. <laughs> yeah, like, like, and damn the, it, Nick Spencer. This whole arc, like, I just, like, it is, it's Spider-Man fun, but still, like, you know, bigger and good. It, like, yeah, it's just great. So there are basically, like, two concurrent plots running through this. One is... Spider-Man and Black Cat trying to steal all of the superheroes' gadgets back from the Thieves' Guild. Yep. And the other is Mary Jane at a group meeting for partners of super people. Like, where they are anonymously venting their their problems as partners of people with superpowers. Yeah, yeah. Totally support group, yep. And it's run by Jarvis. <laughs> yeah, and you never see anyone else who's in there. Although the last issue, there are like a couple of hints of you know who this or that might be. Yeah, well, yeah, you try because uh, I find myself trying to read into what they're saying to figure out who it might be. Right. On the last one, there were definitely some. Like I yeah. think Foggy was one. Right. Of them. Yes. Um. Anyway, uh, I'm waiting to find. Well, I guess Aunt May doesn't. I was gonna say I'm waiting to find out that like May's been sitting in there the whole time, but that wouldn't <laughs> make sense. Um, this also gets into the whole, maybe, probably one of the things that I think is generally deemed most out there frustrating about Slot's run by a lot of people, which was Felicia turning mob boss. Mm. And I think this gives it a context that I never really had a problem with that myself, but I know it did get a lot of pushback. Um... And not in the way that, like, Superior Spider-Man did. That was just screaming people. But people who were fans of that character really didn't like that. I think this does a good job of contextualizing that. And giving that maybe a valid reason that's not just, oh, well, while you were body snatched, you did things. Right. Yeah, uh, like, like, like it gives an emotional possible yeah. reason for why... She might be affected. Right. And like it sets up, I think, a really great scene at the very end of this with Peter and Mary Jane yes. back together that like pays off both of their their threads through this arc. Yep. Um and I want to call spoilers, I guess, before I say anything else about that, unless there's anything else you want to say. Uh right? well I want to do I want to do my quote of the week. Oh, right. Yep. Yes. That Brian's quote of the week. So mm-hmm. um so you know, the the part of the story plot is all of the superheroes like throughout the Marvel universe, all their gadgets have been stolen and taken, and uh, they're so they're all gathered together. And Reed Richards and Tony Stark are talking to each other about, oh, how can we track this? And we've got somebody scanning 
you know, we got Jean Grey scanning telepathically, and we've got Doctor Strange scanning mystically, and how can we trigger in and light in on this? And da, da, and they're and Miss Marvel literally raises her hand, and they're like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, um, yeah, like they took my bag, which you know isn't like superhero stuff really, but you know, it turns out it had my phone in it, and well. I just turned on that Find My Phone app. Have you guys ever done that? <laughs> like, I think you're overthinking it. And and Tony's like, man, this is embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> and hey, Brian, yes. that was a very efficient summary of like four pages of this copy. Thank you. It only took me, what, 237? But uh, close enough. It only feels like 200 and something. Exactly. That was my point. All right. So we're calling spoilers. After their fight with the Thieves Guild, Peter and Felicia are talking. And she says, look, I figured out why I was so mad at you. It's not this thing. It goes back beyond this. I realized I don't know you. Like, she knows that they were together and were, um, you know... Like but she together. can't remember who's under the mask. Right, but she doesn't remember who he is. And she feels like something has been taken away from her, and that she never had any say in that. So he unmasks. Yeah. <gasps> so, he, yeah, he tells her again. Which, I mean, it, and like I said, if you, it t- you have to stop for like two or three seconds and think about that. Like, knowing you had like specifically an intimate relationship with someone mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and then not being able to remember who that person is that would be yeah. that'd be really jarring yeah but the best thing about this like yeah that moment in and of itself is wonderful yep then peter goes home and says hey mj by the way i need you to know that this is a thing it's not like a thing but i did tell her because she deserved to know and she's like okay cool thanks for telling me Oh, nice. Yeah, like they what, people the, actually communicating with each other. Hold I on know, a minute. Right? In the that, Spider-Man yeah. book at that. Hold on. Yeah. The fact that they didn't make drama out of it was the best thing ever. Yes. Yeah. Yep. But this is three arcs in a row now where Spidey has teamed up with villains. That's all I'm saying. Um <laughs> It is coming. I see you, Nick Spencer. I know where you're going with this, and I am here for it. <laughs> Black Panther number six. Uh, I will not spend super, super long on this one, but I do think it's worth talking about. Uh, Jen was going to try to catch up on this one, and it is worth catching up. I got, how did I you got like most the, of the way. I got most of the way. How did you, how did you like the four issues you did get I through? am really, really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it. I can't wait to get caught up. Um, I'm going to spoil a little thing in this for you. Okay, that's fine. But that's only going to make you more excited. Oh no! This issue is like entirely uh, Najajaka and Bast talking about. Basically, it's his backstory, and kind of explaining in the last arc of Coates's run where the gods went. Hmm. Um, and then we learn, and this is spoilers, that he has his own symbiote. <gasps> Wait, which what? Which he then, yeah. He has a symbiote, which he then uses to absorb Bast and become unto a god himself. Oh no! Yeah, I, <laughs> I'll see you fellas later. I gotta go read a couple <laughs> more books. <laughs> um, 
It is very cool. And Jen Bartel does the interiors for this one. Which is the the main reason that I was like, yep, gotta get caught up. Mm-hmm, yep, yep. Mm-hmm, yep. Like, hey, Jed, guess what? <laughs> I'm going to get you to catch up on this book now. <laughs> Uh, but no, this is this continues to be great. And if you are not reading Shuri, June, yeah, it's a great companion piece to this too. Like it, it is Shuri doing her own thing, but it's like the other side of what's going on and why the hell is T'Challa in space. In fact, you get more answers cool. there than you do here. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Fantastic Four number four. Hey, hey, the gang's all here. They're back on Earth. I. Want to hug Dan Slot for making issue four the issue where they're back on Earth and have returned <laughs> and everyone is celebrating the Fantastic Four. Um, and they get a new headquarters. Number four, uh, 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 Yancey Street. Oh, nice. Yep. The Thing's apartment building is now the headquarters of the Fantastic Four. Adorbs. Yep. Very nice. Uh, Infinity Wars Arachnite. Jin, let's talk about that. Let's do it. This was crazy. Um, it took me a minute to, like, remember everything that happened in the first one. <laughs> yeah. As I was reading it, because I was like, wait a minute, what the fu- Oh, right, right, this, yeah. This is that weird book that shouldn't <laughs> work, but does. <laughs> but just does. It's so good. Um, Peter has found out that Norman Osborn is the... Goblin by night or whatever. Yep. <laughs> Got it. Goblin by night. Wow. <laughs> and part of him wants to kill him, of course, because he killed uh main Ben. Yeah. But part of him is arguing, hey, don't do this. But the part that wants to kill him is definitely winning. Definitely. Yeah. My favorite, my favorite scene in this is during that when they're fighting so much that they leave the one who's not good at like acrobatics to swing around, and he does in fact yes. swing into oh a wall God. and knock himself out. It was so beautiful, <laughs> guys! Guys, superhero, take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> it was cute. Um, yeah, but then Harry does the thing. He he's like, hey. I understand that he took your your aunt and uncle from you, but that wasn't a conscious decision. If you kill him, you are deciding to do this. Yeah. And he's like, and God damn like, it, well, Harry. Damn. <laughs> I wanted this since I was a kid. And then a- Harry turns into a goblin. Yes. I need so much more the of curse. this. I know, right? I need like, like I an entire, an yes. I need it. It's so what good. Is it about, what is it about alternate Spider-Man books? I don't know. They're like crack. They are. They, they, they are really a bit. Are. Of, they are a bit addictive. But you're not wrong. That's, it's my sugar. <gasps> it's like Ghost Spider. This week is this this oh. Earth where yes, uh, Norman became Spider Man. So Gwyn became his sidekick, the Green Goblin, and Peter and MJ were their support team. Yeah. Oh my god. And then Norman gets killed, and Gwyn kind of snaps, and the AI takes over, and they're trying to save her. Like, that's what Gwen Stacy walks into. Swings into? Thwips into? There we go. <laughs> thwips into. Yes. Uh, it's like, I want... I do not know why it is alternate spider books, but like every time there's one, I'm like, I want more of that reality. Yeah. I want to know more about that. Like, the way this one ends with Peter and, and Norman together? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
okay, give me that world. Okay, think... so I'm going to insert an asterisk right here for a footnote. Uh, I'm 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 now calling an audible. I'm adding something at the end of the episode that we'll come back to. So this is your oh. footnote to reference that. Okay, you better remember oh. to do it. I will. I will. <laughs> hey, why don't you do it now and let me just cut it in at the end? Do you really want me? Well, because it's, it's one of the books I'm looking forward to next week now. Okay. Yeah. I think, All right. I think part of the reason why these are such candy for us is because we've had... I like Peter's done everything. He's done everything in our reality. But he's still Peter. Yes. He's still the same character. No matter what you do to him, he's still going to be the same guy. So when we go to these alternate realities, we get to see him be different or other people be him or whatever. We get to see the things that we don't get to see in our reality. Well, And I think, too, like, so much of Spider-Man, you know, 616 Spider-Man is built on the same very specific relationships that... That's what I was going to say, yeah. After yeah. so much time, still mm-hmm. have never really changed. Like, Norman Osborn is always the devil. And Harry is always, like, the tragically fallen friend. Yeah. Like, yep. even when he's with it and together, and, like, he's still defined by having been that. And, like, mm-hmm. Gwen and Mary Jane are always the, the, the romantic partners. Yeah. Yeah. But seeing, I think it's seeing, not, I mean, what you're saying I agree with too is part of it, but for me it's also like seeing these relationships turned on their heads, seeing, you know, in this case, a version of Pete that A, is super fractured, but also B, like, Harry knows and Harry has been an ally and Harry has betrayed him and actually maybe Norman's okay. Yeah. Right. I, I definitely think it's because he has this surrounding group of characters who are so ingrained in his story right mm-hmm. that yeah, yeah that, that it, that's definitely why it works mm-hmm. well and it's like people talk about batman having the best rogues gallery but who has a better cast of supporting characters than spider-man yeah yeah like who has better allies and friends and oh my gosh you yeah. know what you know what we haven't seen though and i now a I... reality where peter is batman and all of his friends are batman rogues no uh, no. <laughs> but but also that no conspiracy corner because <laughs> how have we not seen one where J Jonah Jameson becomes Spider Man? I'm waiting for it. I really like... expected one of the the <laughs> Edge of Spider Geddon books to have, or Vault of Spiders, or any of those to have like a thwipping Jameson. How do, how does that not happen? <laughs> the thwipping Jameson. That's, that's got to be his name, too. Like the reason Jameson is so, so into Spider-Man's a menace is just to protect his identity. Also, I think you cut out there for a second, Jim. Yeah, you're talking I froze a little. Yeah. Sorry. Cool. Sorry. It's all good. Uh, we all get camera shy. It's okay to freeze up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> this message brought to you by the number 42. <laughs> nice. Brian's camera is not on, so we only have the number 42 <laughs> on our screens when he speaks. There you go. Uh, we should move on. That was, yes, Spider-Man, no, uh, Arachnite. Arachnite, good. Arachnite, good, good book. Yes. Marvel 2 and 1 number 12 uh, is kind of exactly what you expect it to be. It's, it's a nice little capstone to Chip's run in which everyone's sort of back together and you get some Johnny and Sue bonding time and you get 
Johnny kind of coming to terms with basically having just been lied to by fucking everyone for years. Um, and it sort of closes the door and moves on. And I feel like at one time Chip had said there's something in the works that is a follow-up to this, but I haven't heard anything more about it, so I don't know if that's still happening or not. Yeah. Um, Jin is making a very sad face into the camera. I'm sad. I don't want it to be over. I, I, I do like the Chip writing, uh, writing, writing thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well said, Brian. <laughs> oh, wait, you mean chip writing the thing? Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I thought you just been a general chip writing. I like the chip writing thing. <laughs> I mean that too. <laughs> it works on multiple levels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, your way actually makes a little more sense. It is not just a generic statement. <laughs> Uh, no, chip writing the thing is very good. Yep. That has been maybe my favorite thing about this run as a whole. Yep. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, let's go into Spider-Geddon Corner. Spider-Gwyn, Ghost Spider number two, and Spider-Girls number two. Yeah, so we kind of, we actually already pretty heavily touched on Spider-Gwyn, yeah. Ghost Spider. Um, it, the first one we talked about, it was a little bit, a little bit chaotic. Jagged? Yeah. This one... Bit, like, this one definitely pulls it together. Yeah, like, one... And this is a thing that, especially Marvel, seems to like to do mm-hmm. at, at maybe an editorial level. And it's not... It is not, to me, the most effective approach. But it likes to introduce new books as parts of events. Like, yeah. they did this with the Jessica Drew Spider-Woman yep. book during the first Spider-Verse. And I think that puts a lot of baggage on a first issue that doesn't necessarily help with new readers. Um, and that was the thing that was off to me in the first one, was just like, okay, we've got to explain some Spider-Geddon stuff in the middle. This does not have that. This just gets to be its own thing and is so, so great. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, like, I, we t- like I said, we talked earlier, I, I love the concept they flipped around people in this particular one. Very, yeah. very good. And like the relation I really like the relationship between Spider Gwen and Alt Peter here. Yep. Cause they kinda hate each other. She's not his Gwen, and he's kind of holding her over a barrel. That's the expression, right? Over yes. a barrel? Yep. Yep. Uh kind of holding her over a barrel to make her help him so that he she needs to help him help her help him, or something like that. Yeah, you sure, are you sure you got that phrasing right? Honestly, no. <laughs> That's a quote from the book, which is great. yes. Um, you yeah, had and, your quote and, of the week, Brian. Uh, I didn't this say it. Was that, was <laughs> huh. that was Alex. That was Alex. Fair. Um, it was. But and Mary Jane's kind of the same way. They're they're very because she asked Gwen like, "What do you get? Why are you helping him? What what do you get out of this?" Yeah. It's very much a, I don't want to say, like, they, they've kind of become all about the utilitarian part of the relationship. Yeah. Well, all that matters to them is getting their friend back. Right. Um, and instead of, like, a 616 Spider-Man where Pete takes all the trauma onto himself, like, it is shared between them and you get to see how it affects each of them. Yeah. Differently. 
Um, then there's Spider Girls, which I think we all read, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I like this book. I am sad it's only three issues and there's only one more. I Ooh. am too. I like these three girls together. Mm-hmm. I know we're getting a Spider Girl ongoing after this, but I would be okay with with anime, anime, and and Anya also in the mix. Just saying. Yeah. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. But also what I want from this is I want to see more anime and Mayday sistering, I guess. Well, I think that's part of why I want just them to be together in the yeah. next. Yeah. Whatever comes next. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, And here's the thing. All, all three of these characters are definitely not, and uh, along with, you know, uh, anime's parents. Are definitely enough, but they're they're not going anywhere. We're going to see more of them somehow. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is another one that's built on strange relationships with Osborns. <laughs> <laughs> yep. One, I one did might love, say I, multiple yeah. connections. Yes. <laughs> I did love Audio's response of "I've heard of him." What? We're not all Parkers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was nice. It was adorable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they they go to to Norman because they need a hand. Oh, <laughs> he's got plenty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't had plenty. I don't know about now. Oh, that's fair. Now Ugh. he's just really well armed. Oh, <laughs> mm. work. Yep. Yeah. How the, which uh, is it next week or two weeks? I think I think it's two weeks. We get the next the final Probably. stories of these. Yeah. Yeah. It is soon. Yeah. So at least one of these weird genetically modified spider creatures is going to die, right? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, most likely. But I really kind of hope it's not Normie. Yeah. But I kind of feel like it's going to be. No, it can't be Normie. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. And the the only reason I think it's possible is... We don't, I mean, it is, right, an alternate Earth, so there's not kind of as much invested in the characters and they're freer to do things with them. Counterpoint. Yeah. If Ignormi dies, there is no future for the inevitable, wonderful Peter has to deal with his daughter dating an Osborne storyline. Okay, you're not wrong there. But, but, (laughs) but, if he lives and... Mayday comes to stay in this reality. There's going to be tension. Well, that's not good for storytelling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 yeah, not to the Osborne transforming here, Jen. I don't, I don't know that you heard my theory last time that I put out about the fact that um, Spider's Man, right? That that. All of the spiders that get created in all the universes is Spider's Man getting distributed throughout all the different worlds, and it's one of his spiders that bites all the people, all the Peter Parkers and stuff. Well, that is an Spider-Man. adorable theory. <laughs> Did you read last week's Spider Get Him? No, Jim? no, not yet. At one point during it, Spider's Man separates himself and goes across. No, uh, yeah, no, yes. You get a Spider's Man, and you get a Spider's Man, and you get a Spider's Man. Everybody gets a Spider's Man. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. 
Hey, I did that without clipping once. <laughs> it took 137 episodes, <laughs> but I finally nailed it. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Uh, anything else on Spider-Gwen or Spider-Girls? Nope. The, uh, all the Spider-Geddon stuff, I'm liking just about all of it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go to my favorite segment we ever do, Alex Gloats, and talk about Uncanny X-Men number three. <laughs> go ahead, Alex. What'd you call this time? Do the thing. <laughs> so I was right. All of the crazy multiple men. Spoilers, I guess? Yeah, uh, yeah. All of the I mean, crazy I, yeah. multiple men are, in fact, uh different personalities of legions that he has forced into them and then turned loose oh no yeah it's so good it's so good um and i'm glad that they did not like take their time and turning around on that night could just be a week later like yep i was right <laughs> that is instant gratification yeah there's there's lots of things that that to like about this one uh there's the uh there's the the laura kenny who literally, because none of them are Jamie Prime, just gets to murder <laughs> as many of them as she wants and talks about how cathartic that is. <laughs> this is after she, uh, I think last issue was the one where it happened, but like after she gets eaten by a dinosaur, they're just like, wait for it, and she cuts her way through. Yes. <laughs> yep. Which, I would need catharsis after that, too. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Um, we also meet some horsemen. We do meet some new horsemen, but not the horsemen of the apocalypse. The horsemen of salvation. Of peace. Isn't it? No. Oh, that is They him. are collectively that is salvation. You're right. you're right, you're right. Instead you're right. of war, it's peace. Instead right. of famine, it's uh, feast. Bounty. Yeah. Bounty, yeah. yeah. Um, Instead of pestilence, Magneto. it's wellness. Yes. Yeah. I, need, Magneto. I need that horseman of wellness, please. <laughs> Can we send it my way? On it. Which one was wellness? Was that uh, Omega Red? I'm guessing that's Omega Red. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because Bounty is clearly Blob, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Death is life now, and that would be Warren. Right, that would be Angel. Yep. Yeah. And Magneto is the Horseman of Peace. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And Legion is not happy to see them. Nope. (laughs) But you know, it, but that's it, fine. No one was happy to see Legion. Here's the thing: is he does mention something about um, uh, his their master, right? Da da da. And so you get, of course, that raises the question of obviously it's not um, Apocalypse. Yeah. Right. So who is it that created the Horsemen of Salvation? I think we should each go out on a limb and make a ridiculous guess. Oh, no. I don't know if I know enough about... Because I have a feeling it's going to be somebody that was from the gap time of my X-Men knowledge. I think we should each go out on a limb and make a ridiculous guess. <laughs> I'm not saying an informed, an informed okay. serious theory. Okay. I'm going to go with X-Man. Okay, well, that's kind of cheating. <laughs> Why is that cheating? Because you've seen all the covers that are coming up for all the other issues. <laughs> is he on one of them? I don't actually know what the fuck X-Man looks like. I just know he's an actual character who exists. Yeah, I think he's on like four of the next six covers. Well, it wasn't ridiculous. Because oh. <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm gonna go far more ridiculous and now. say they were created by Galactus the Bringer of Life when he was still that. 
Damn you. I was going to say Galactus. <laughs> so Find I'll them. say Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best A of weird all future of Gabby. There we go. Okay, see, I feel bad now. I didn't realize that that's who that was on those covers. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Somehow I like that even better than if you had known. <laughs> it was mostly just inspired by, uh, I don't know if you guys saw, I know Brian didn't because he doesn't tweet anymore. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Whitley's tweet about the Summers family uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, yes. Oh my god. He had, for some reason, pulled up a wiki of members of the Summers family. And just some of the relationship descriptions in that are buck wild. Oh my, mm -hmm. I can't imagine. Altered, alternate stepsister from another timeline, or alternate half-sister from another <laughs> timeline, deceased. And then you get another Rachel Gray, alternate half-sister from another timeline, deceased. <laughs> But they're two different, yeah, okay. But they're two different, or ex-step-uncle on mother's side, maybe? Deceased question mark? <laughs> Father, brother, alternate earth cousin, or something, I don't know. <laughs> Alleged husband. Oh. Husband. Oh, that word. oh, oh that, so gross. That so word kind gross. of triggers me. That's not okay. So gross. Don't, don't oh, ever God. Use, don't ever use that word again, please. Oh, I'm, I'm making t-shirts that say it's okay. He's my husband. No. <laughs> okay, I'm going to add that to the Minds at Yerk, uh, Minds at Yerk merch list. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Husband. <laughs> yeah. oh, Alex. So gross. Alex, you just got another point of inspiration. <laughs> I mean, okay, full disclosure, I cannot take responsibility for the word husband. It is not oh. an Alex original. It is just a good word that I wanted to work into conversation. Yeah. Done. Yeah. I was saving it for Mines at York, but we got off on Scott Done. Summers' fucked up family, so. <laughs> And there is no more appropriate place for it. Come on. No. No. I mean, I'm shocked that none of them is blue. <laughs> one of them has to be blue. They're mutants. There's got to be at least one blue one in there. Yeah. But not blue for the reason I'm thinking. But are they blue and from Kentucky? Well, that's what I'm getting to. Yeah, yes. yeah, I know. Yeah. 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 That's why it was called X-Men Blue. I get it now. Because <laughs> it was based in Kentucky? Because it was Scott and Jean. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Uh, I'm just going to mute the my sound now and just tell me, signal me when you're done, I think. <laughs> Wait, that means we can't hear you. You can still hear us. Uh, well, I meant mute, like, like, okay, mute the sound coming into my, never mind, whatever. Okay, we're going to move on. I think I've spent <laughs> oh, thank enough good. time. Thank God. <laughs> I think I've spent enough time on this particular oh. subject for this episode. For this episode. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to also go out on a limb and guess that a uh, an evil squirrel girl has created the Horseman of Salvation. I oh, love that's, it. That's a good choice. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, shit. It's Kim and Kim number four. Every time you do that, I'm like, wait, what? 
Um, <laughs> I I gotta say I do love uh, I've got I've got a script that processes like you know the 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 comic list that I get that I can then drop into my spreadsheet to uh-huh. figure out what I'm getting for that like my poll list kind of thing for that week. And one of the things it keys on is that you know it, it like processes it and does like the title and all this, and then it knows when it gets to a hashtag. Right. I was going to say, that this, this the, shows up on your list as OS number, it's Kim and Kim number four. It, it, yeah, it shows up as, as OS number, number exclamation point is the, is oh, the yeah. issue it's number. Me. It's like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, that's very good. Uh, yeah. Uh, this continues to be great. I love this arc a lot. I think it is the strongest arc of Kim and Kim so far. This is... Last issue set up their prison break, and this is the prison break, um, which they embark upon with a murderous corgi. Oh, no. Yep. He uses knives to kill people. Oh, no. Yep, it's the death corgi. Oh, my God. I now now have a new wish that I'm going to secret out to the universe. I want all of the pet the murdery pet thing murdery pet slash sidekick things to have a one shot together and we need thory and this one and the corgi and bt and triple zero <laughs> wait did you just imply that robots are pets no sometime that's why i said sla- future... why i said slash sidekick type people okay yes. there's a sometime nope. in the future our robot overlords are going to listen to this and nope. find that very i very helpful. specifically <laughs> said that's why i added that qualifier of slash sidekick type people <laughs> okay note to future alex while editing just go in and say uh slash slash asterisk asterisk <laughs> before this segment okay. just code this segment out for our robots <laughs> Uh, no, this is great. This is wonderful. I love it very much. Also, Sex Death Revolution number two. We're in the Mags Visaggio corner. Um, I do not know that I understand any better what is going on in this world in Sex Death Revolution Was that this two. week? Yes. I didn't even see it. It was on my list. No, damn. Uh, Jin oh, missed the uh, whole Sex Death Revolution. <laughs> There was an issue on Comixology where it didn't, like, get loaded in on Wednesday. Those bastards. It showed up on Comixology <laughs> later. That's probably why you missed it. Okay. Um, I did see Mag's tweet about that. Uh, it's everything with the word sex in the title. They're just like, nah. Yeah. No sex death revolution. No sex criminals. No... Oh, joy, a sex toy. No, Hawkman number six. (laughs) It's, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, if you go on... To be fair, that one was the one with the mace, so... If you go on French comiXology, all of the books just jump from five to seven. (laughs) There's no sex. Wait. Uh, Total dork. (laughs) Yes, but in this case, although, multiple although languages. The, the whole idea of thinking that there's no sex in France just doesn't sit. With... <laughs> <laughs> What's funny Suddenly, is that actually the last time I looked for sex criminals on Comixology, the French versions were the only ones to pull up. Yeah. Now, see, that makes more sense. 
yeah. to me. Yes. Yes, I believe in in France. It's well, no, that would be Spanish. I was going to say in Spanish, it's los criminales sexuales. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, sex death revolution like kind of jumps back and gives us the story from kind of the point of view of who seems to be the the bad guy here, who seems to be the person causing problems for Esperanza. Um, and I still don't necessarily know what his plan is, but like now that we're sort of caught up on both sides, I think we're set up for things to advance. Like I really dug this, but it's it's like the first three issues I think kind of form prologue, or first two issues kind of form prologue. Uh, but it's so good, and everyone should read it. In trade, in trade. Yes. Action Comics number one thousand five. Uh, Brian. Yeah, we finally. I have a question. Oh sure. It's the question. He's in this issue. Oh right. Yes. What? Well, wait. Do you have him? Because I'd like to meet him if you do. <laughs> uh yeah sure. Let me just. Oh wait. Where did he go? <laughs> That's the question. Wow. This this issue has so many things that I liked about it. It had the question. It, it had, had the hero dial. It had the hero dial. That's that was the next thing. <laughs> yep. And in addition to all that, we finally get to find out who uh, who the Red Cloud is. Yes. So and yeah, Ryan Sooksarton. This is very very good. Agreed. I feel like his Clark Kent, and this is a good thing because no one would ever expect anyone who who looks like this person to be Superman. I feel like his Clark Kent looks a lot like Cyril Figgis from Archer. He definitely does. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm looking at it right now. You are not wrong, sir. <laughs> you are I'm not like, wrong. I'm waiting for Starli- Sterling Archer to show up and just give him shit. But, uh, also, now I want a Halloween issue DC special where Dick Grayson and Superman and... uh uh. uh not Valerie Harper. What's the name of of Huntress? Uh, uh, Helena. There we go. Yeah. Uh, Valerie. Why do I want to call her Valerie? Uh, Helen Bertinelli. That's yeah. where I'm getting on Valerie's. Mm-hmm. Um, Valerie Bertinelli. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Valerie Bertinelli is not right. Valerie Harper. No. Okay. Helena Bertinelli. <laughs> there we go. Um. Hello. Welcome to my brain. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Would you like to start? That, people... Would you like to start that statement over, Alex? <laughs> a lot of people are two different people. <laughs> they certainly are. I very much want a uh, DC Halloween special now, in which Dick Grayson and Superman and Huntress. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> go trick or treating as Sterling Archer, Cyril Figgis, and Lana. Wow. Okay. I think it would be very good and very funny. That would be hilarious, but yeah. And if it never exists, I might have to commission someone drawing that. Anyway. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, I'm like, yeah, this is, you want to draw Clark Kent as a dork, make him look like Cyril Figgis. Uh, we also get the first meeting of Fire Chief Moore and Clark Kent, and Clark Kent. in this issue. We do indeed. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I re- I really like I really like her character. I hope I hope she stays I do around. Too. Yeah. Drowned Earth, Brian, I have not gotten here yet. We are at the point in the episode where I have not read anything. So, uh how was Drowned Earth? Um so you know what? It was uh it was much better than I I feared it might be because, you know, like I said, we we were kind of not so not so high on the first couple of parts of this story arc, but we talked about how last week how it definitely was starting to pull together a lot better. Yeah. Um, and I, I think they did a good job of, of bringing that to a conclusion here. Good. Um, yeah, we definitely end up with uh, some things that have changed about, about what's going on. Atlantis is... I mean, this is not a... Atlantis is kind of restored to its position in the DC universe. Nobody's cool. surprised by that, I don't think. No. That's, I don't even consider that a spoiler. So, um, no. I made it about a third of the way in, and I don't know, don't know how things shook out. I really like in what I did get to read how Arthur was positioned. And I think you're going to like how he ends up, because it very definitely sets up a very different Aquaman, which is what we're going to get coming out of this. Yeah, and with I don't Kelly mean like Sue a different character. It? Yeah, with Kelly Sue DeConnick writing it, and it's not a different character. It's just the position he finds himself in, kind of. Right. Yeah. Which yep. is, I think, also not surprising because all the conversation about her run has kind of hinged on this is a very different take. Yeah, and very clearly, this is something where she said, "If you could just leave him here, then and done." Yeah, that yeah. was perfect. Uh, so yeah, I, I I very much enjoyed how they wrapped this up. Um, Great, yeah, I'm excited to finish it up. Yeah, Jen, the DC Nuclear Winter Special. Yeah, am I the only one who read this? Mm-hmm. You are. I, Brian and I think both made the same decision. Of well, we're crunched for time and not going to get to everything. We can read four things at the time. It'll take us. That was the smart decision, by the way. <laughs> not like this was good. It was. Um, a bunch of different stories, obviously, by a bunch of different writers about a bunch of different superheroes during a nuclear winter. And most of them were adorable. And awesome. then they were tied together by Mark Russell's story of Rip Hunter telling this story to cannibals. <laughs> Please tell me it's like a, a, a Scheherazade thing. He's telling the story to stave off getting eaten. Yes. Yeah, uh, that is exactly wonderful. what it is. That's yeah. that's absolutely perfect. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty great. I didn't. I don't think I disliked any of these stories. They were all pretty solid. Awesome. That's very good I've, to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I flipped through, and there is some very good art in this. Thing. There is very good art. Yeah. We, was, we know. We know. We know. I like the anthology book, so I'm definitely looking forward to reading. Yeah. 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 It's not worth reading if you have a time crunch, but it is worth <laughs> reading in general. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe if you're, you know, scrambling to get everything read for a podcast, mm. not so much. But Pick other books, after you've yes. recorded and have nothing going on for the weekend. Yeah. So the way yeah. you did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because maybe I had to deal with car shit last night. Anyway. Um, Do you not Heroes own a Jack? Christ- you know, I thought I did. Okay. There's like most cars come with one. Yeah. My car came with neither a jack nor a spare. Oh. 
What? How? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Now, if it were just a matter of putting the spare on it, I could have done that. That would like right. like is there not a place for a spare? You you just didn't No, there's a place for a spare. Okay. I found where okay. the spare should be and where the jack should be. Okay. They just aren't. I got you. Okay. Cuz I was like I would just never buy that car cuz holy cow. But no, I see I, you just didn't have one. I, I think when the dealership sold it to me, they just forgot to put it in there. Wow. Yeah. And in all the time I've had the car, this is the first time I've had a flat. Dang. Yeah. Well, it's a used car too, right? It was a used car. No. No? No, I bought it new. Oh. Oh. Wow. Okay. And, ooh. Ooh. Yeah. It's been too long now, but oh boy, words would have yeah. been had. Hey, Jen, I think yeah. I know what we need to get Alex for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> A new car? No, spare tire. Shut up. No. <laughs> uh, uh, I Which, lied. I've read Heroes in Crisis number three. Which, ironically enough, spare tire is what I got for Thanksgiving, so that was good. <laughs> hey, samesies. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> yeah, Heroes in Crisis, number three. Yeah, I lied. <laughs> I read it. What did you guys think? Um, I, I liked this. This is probably my, I think, my possibly my favorite one so far. Yes, agreed. It delves more into the stuff that we wanted to see. I think so. Which is heroes dealing with the things that they have to deal with. Yes. Yes. Specific- the things that happen to them or they get involved in or whatever. Yes, yeah, specifically yeah. like Lagoon Boy and his story. I thought yeah. that was very uh, insightful to how, right? Like, mm-hmm. See, I thought of you while reading that, knowing your love of Titans and Teen Titans, that you would probably have way more on Lagoon Boy than I do. I really don't. Because it was that was again during the gap for me. Oh. But I mean, I, I certainly know who he is. But no, just, they could have put, you know, just about anybody in there with that type of storyline, and because it was really what was going on with him that made it. And then, which answers the question I was going to ask, yeah. which was, do you really need to know his history? For no, to have... no, not okay. at all. There is no special knowledge nope. implicit in that. No, you can very easily glean what happened and why he is reliving what he is right mm-hmm. um the other was definitely the booster gold storyline yeah like that was just that was almost classic psychology type yeah yeah therapy of you know confronting what you're dealing with and yeah i like um i liked all that and then uh, we kind of think at some point need to call spoilers. I don't know. If I was has. about to say the same. Jen, do you have anything else before we go to Spoiler Town? Nope. All right. Then spoilers it is. Is there any way to read these last two uh, two pages other than it was Harley? Yes. Okay. Uh, you can make the assumption that there is not... Uh, Oh, what is the term from French theater? Uh, Unity of time. There we go. You can make the assumption that time passes between panels Mm -hmm. more slowly than it passes on the page, and that these events are not happening one after the other, or happening in synchronicity. And 
that maybe we're just being screwed with, and these are not things that happened in the same moment. Gotcha. So and therefore, they don't look the way that they. So appear like the on the, page. the top panel happens, and then there's a passage of time, and then we see that yeah. second panel. Say somebody hits right. Yes, Wally with her mallet. Yep, exactly. And okay. then she comes in and picks it up. Got mm-hmm. it. In shock. Got it. That would make because sense. that would make sense. Harley did it is too simple an answer. Uh, well, mm-hmm. and that that's what uh, yeah, it, it was very then congratulations on the way they presented it to lead you to that because it looks fairly conclusive from the way they presented it. Yeah. The but, other thing I would point out is not knowing how far the rooms reach extends the room that basically the 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 therapy danger room right the room of requirement not, yes yeah not knowing how far yeah. its reach extends uh going back to in the first issue harley saying she saw booster kill people right we have a second booster now right uh this is true so if that room can generate that booster outside of its four walls. Mm-hmm. Or anywhere on that property, right, yeah. Right. Yeah. And knowing what we do, which implicitly it could, because I doubt they would have built Pa and Ma and especially... Lana. Lana, who is alive, robots. Right. Um, and they're certainly not just look-alike actual people because privacy. And knowing what we do from number two about uh, uh, someone, maybe the AI itself, leaking out information to Lois Lane, clearly the AI is up to something. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. That's true. So, And then we get the, the final page, which is just a panel of nine different characters who presumably were all here at the sanctuary. Yeah. And... Yeah, there's some names that we did not, as far as I know, didn't know were on here before that kind of on the victim list. Same. So I guess my guess as it stands right now is Booster Gold Doppelganger on the front porch with the mallet. Okay. Yeah. I guess at least as far as Wally specifically goes. Yeah. So I guess that makes Wally Mr. Body, huh? (laughs) I think there are lots of Mr. Bodies. <laughs> well, for your specific one. We, for we, my yeah, specific yeah. one, yes. There you go. Hex Wives, number two. This book is so fucking creepy. Uh, I'm, I'm, right? Like, I love it. It's really good. It's but so good. God, it makes, it, it like, it like, kind of creeps me out reading pieces of it. Yeah. Yeah. This one was basically following a day in the life of Isidore. Yeah. Isadora? Isadora. Yeah. And I don't love anything about this. <laughs> and I don't I'll love be anything about this. Yeah, because there. I mean, knowing that she's kind of mind controlled, right, or mm-hmm. whatever is whatever is going on spell. I don't know what you call it, but like the fact that you know, and she's I'm clearly playing his wife, right? Right. The fact that they have that scene and he isn't fully engaged almost makes it creepier. Oh no, it is 3000 Right? It is the most it was the most difficult. So there's a content warning here. Yeah, the yeah, that's Absolutely. why. Absolutely. 3000% a content warning here for Dancing Ray. around of it. Yeah. It yeah. is 
so difficult to to read those pages. Yeah, because it it very clearly leads into like you know him them having marital sex, but her being mind controlled. So you know it's yeah. obviously not consensual. It's you know, but then like he doesn't really consummate it. Like he's not right. actually having intercourse, which makes it even fucking weirder. It's yeah. so fucking creepy. Ugh. Yeah. But at the same time. The story is building, and it's going to be so good. And clearly, it's building so that God, you oh, can't wait. Oh, she's gonna rip his fucking loose. dick right off, right? Of him, and I can't wait. I mean, I just can't wait. Yeah. The catharsis is hopefully going to be worth all the complete and utter uncomfortableness. Yeah, I'm. I am one hundred percent with you on that one. Yeah. Um, I like it though. I like this. I like this book. Yeah. I, and I um, like I like these women together. They're funny. I, they I, kill me. I also think if if that does potentially, you know, if that is potentially an issue for you, definitely wait till the trade so you can yeah. get through it I agree. and move on to where wherever that catharsis happens. Right? Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, wait and let us tell you. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> there you go. <laughs> if you are gonna have an issue with that, we will tell you. Don't worry. Justice League Odyssey number three. Uh, we get really just more of the gang in the ghost zone. And, uh, the ghost sector, whatever they call it. And the shift is a little bit off of kind of, you know, we've seen each of them as a god off of Starfire and moving towards Cyborg now. Cool. Or the machine, as they call them here. Um, yeah, this was uh, this was not step on drawing though the interiors. Well, Wait. this was. Uh, hang on. Where did it? Uh, I've got to... it here. It is uh, Briones. Yeah. It is Felipe Briones. Remember, though, they had to scrap and redraw three issues of this book. So right. it was probably probably tasked to someone else just to get caught up. That was my guess, right? Yeah. Um, and it makes sense. Like, if you're going to redraw three issues, you give the third to someone else so the original artist can be the first couple of issues. Right. Um, the, uh, the only, it is uh, Stepan being one of my, like, completely favorite artists right now, though. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was disappointing to not have his art. I'll put it that sure. way. Sure. I yeah. get that. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I th- I'm still digging the story. Yeah. Um, and hey, he's put up a couple of uh, Sunstone updates in the last couple of weeks, so you can go get some, some Stepan Shayek Sunstone content well, on that's, his yeah. that's, page. That's always nice, yeah. Yeah. In many ways. Um, <laughs> He's getting that first trade ready to come out soon, too. Nice. Of the new Sunstone arc. Wonder Woman 59, a book I was excited for but did not get to. So, Brian, how was it? Uh, well, so I will... Uh, good job, Alex. You made the call. Uh, that is, It is actually... Ares is not taking over Steve Trevor's body. Um, Damn it. I know, right? Exactly. I wanted you to be right, for whatever that's worth. <laughs> um, so... This is, I will say though, this is a slightly different Aries, and 
God, it, it's I don't even know how to describe because in some ways he's the same and in some ways he's different. Um, and it's really kind of hard to put your finger on how to describe that change, but you just have to read it and see what his reactions are. Like his motivations, I think maybe are better, but he's but the methods are still awful. Maybe is a yeah. good way to put it. Um, and he's making Wonder Woman kind of question some of her decisions about who she is so you know interesting yeah and then we have this kind of b storyline of all of these expelled mythology creature creatures and what they're doing and that's obviously cool. building as well yeah yeah I'll, i'm still happy with it all right that is everything we read this week. You know what that means. Next week's book to read there. Next week's books to read. No, there's a song already. Are you kidding me? Nope. I just kept the same tune and swapped out the words. Ugh. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so first, a quick programming note. Last week, I mentioned Snap Flash Hustle number one, which has apparently been bumped a week and is now coming out on... December the 5th? Is that the 5th? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. Cool. Yeah. Uh, along with all the other books we're going to talk about here. The Wild Trade was also bumped. I don't have a new date for it yet. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> um, but Snap Flash Hustle should be out this coming Wednesday the 5th now. Yeah. So, uh, let's talk first about Die, since it is on all of our lists. Sweet. So, uh, Kieran Gillen writing a fantasy fantasy uh D book or i mean it's not D D, but it's you know that style genre kind of ish thing yeah i think the the two word uh it says if kieran is in a rush he describes it as goth jumanji <laughs> <laughs> like come on do, do you know how into this i am goth jumanji uh-huh yeah that is, yeah, that, like, it's basically two words, saw me a book into, yeah. <laughs> well, and it, and not only that, like, for me, it, it because it's a group of 40-something adults dealing with shit that they kind of created or thought of when they were kids. Well, like, that's a really large cast. Like, oh my, oh my god, <laughs> fucking this dork. is me. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, but uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I like I, this is this is this is my highest jam. I can't wait. Awesome. Uh, how about Blackbird, Jen? Yeah, if you haven't been reading Blackbird, issue number three comes out next week, so it's not that much to get caught up on. Uh, so do it, do it now. <laughs> it's it's a good good Jen Bartel book, and there's lots of pretty pretty stuff and magic. Magic, you say? Yes. Good, good magic. Speaking of magic, mm. Shazam! Shazam, number, number one. one. <laughs> yes, Jeff Johns coming back and writing a Shazam book. Like, how could you have more fun than this? I don't think you can. I'm, I don't think it's possible. I'm glad you answered it that way, because I don't either. That, I, was, <laughs> you know, I, I was asking because I don't know the answer, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe read it and then go see the Shazam movie with Zachary Levi as Shazam. I'm very about that, too. But I don't think that is out in time to do that that no, way. Unless not. you sit on this book forever. It's not. <laughs> but yeah, I'm 
yeah, looking forward to that one, definitely. Uh, we have a Martian Manhunter series starting up this week. Martian Manhunter as a corrupt cop. I do not know exactly what to expect, but I, I, all the design work for it looks really cool, and I am all about some Martian Manhunter if I can get it. Uh, it's it's definitely something I'm going to check out. We'll see how it yeah. comes out. Uh, no, that's where I am for it, too. Like, I'm yeah. excited for it. I am hopeful for it. I do not know exactly what it will be. Correct. That's a, that's um, a great way to put it. Yeah. It is maybe one of the more risky things on this list, but it is a risk I am willing to take. Yeah. Uh, Merry X-Men Holiday Special number one is also out next week, <laughs> which Brian and I are excited for for a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. Brian, you want to share yours? I know you yeah, said them before we it, recorded. It, it combines my two of my all, all two of my absolute favorite things. It is a holiday anthology book, which you, people listening know I like. And not only that, it's twenty five little stories. So it's essentially an advent calendar, which I also absolutely adore. So I have a comic book anthology advent calendar of the X-Men, and I couldn't be happier. Are you going to actually read one story a day? I am, and... um, You'll get to read the first five together, because it comes out on the fifth. True, yeah. This is true. This is true. Yeah. Um, and Maybe um, we'll have some special content. We might that. have Who some knows? special content revolving around this. <laughs> Unless life finds a way to stop it. Yeah. No, uh... As it so often does. Yeah, we'll yes. see. We'll see how that works. That was a callback to the beginning of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did that so deftly that I had to point it out because it was too smooth to belong on the show otherwise. <laughs> I'm excited. Yes. yes. Um, smooth like Tarzan. <laughs> I'm excited for the Merry X-Men Holiday Special for one very specific reason. Internet personality slash recording artist, probably recording artist slash internet personality is the better way to put that. Jean Grey is writing Jean Grey. And it makes me very happy because her annual tradition of trolling idiots on Twitter who like to be like, well, actually, by pretending she doesn't know who Jean Grey is, (laughs) is my favorite, is my favorite tradition. Um, so seeing her actually get to write Jean Grey is exciting. That's too. amazingly special. Yes. Uh, Jen. Mm-hmm. Curse Words number 18. Yeah. So unlike the first one that I said, you have only a few issues to get caught up on and then read this one. Uh, this is number 18. So there's a lot to get caught up on, but it's coming back, yo. It is. Hey, you, you could get caught up in like three trades. Yeah. 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 True. And they're so good and so funny. It's, this is one of the funniest books that I'm reading right now. It is very good. I need to get caught up on it. Myself. Yes, you do. As do I. Yeah. Yes, you do. Somewhere in the second trade. I've got like a whole, I don't know, three weeks without a project going on. Maybe I'll get caught up on it. Nice. Unless life finds a way to stop me. Yep. Um, Defenders, Immortal Hulk, and Namor, which are two separate books... So we've got this like series of one-shot Defenders books coming out leading up to a Defenders ongoing. Uh, or some ongoing that spins out of them. I don't know that it's... yeah. Anyway, uh, the first two of them come out this week. I will be grabbing them because I am an easy mark. Uh, and they sound like a lot of fun. I probably <laughs> will just because they're all characters that I'm, that I'm kind of already 
reading right now anyway. So. I'm definitely well, I'm, getting, well, I'm not definitely Namor, reading Namor. Yeah. <laughs> I was say, Chip is reading Namor, so right. I, writing Namor, so like I'm legally obligated to read that. Yeah, much, especially yeah. since I hear that he's shirtless within the first three panels. <laughs> Namor so. shirtless? That is <laughs> uncommon. He's the well, one who's annoyingly shirtless, though. Oh, I mean, I've already told you I like that chip, chip, chip writing thing. So that's you yeah. Know. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The chip writing thing is great. Yeah. So, uh, welcome to Atlantis. <laughs> oh, if somebody I'm, doesn't say that, I'm pretty sure Gabby says that at some point in X Men Red. Yeah. Noise. I yeah. think she did. Yeah. Noise. I think, I think she already has. Yep. Noise. Uh oh, what else is on here? Uh, Jen Prodigy. Yeah. So this is a Mark Miller and Raphael Albuquerque book. So it's going the to be Huck good. The Huck team. I don't think <laughs> yeah. I realized. I didn't look at the creative team for that, or I probably would have added that. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be good. Um, it's about a guy who is just fucking brilliant, pretty much. He has a, um, a Nobel Prize in science, some sort of science. Don't know mm-hmm. what. And he's a composer and an Olympic athlete and an occult expert. And now the government needs him to solve their problems because he can do everything else. So why the fuck not? Basically, it's Mark Miller and I'm going to read it. So it's yeah. Mark Miller writing Mr. Terrific is what we. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If Mr. Terrific also did magic. Right. True. Yes. Yeah. Correct. That one. Yeah. Uh, Killmonger, number one. Brian Hill, writing comics. I'm reading them. The end. It's a five-issue miniseries that is set before Evan Narciss's Rise of the Black Panther. That is kind of doing for Killmonger what that did for Rise of the Black Panther. Okay. Yep. And Jin. Actually, Brian. Yeah. X-Men Exterminated. So this is a little interesting in that this is kind of the aftermath of the extermination thing. Whereas... Mm-hmm. Extermination number five hasn't come out yet, which is the last one. I'm guessing this is probably going to directly deal with what happened at the end of four, and then five ends up being that's, like epilogue. That's my guess as well, because really yeah. this story is about Hope Summers and her reaction and what she deals with uh, with Cable. So yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And Jen Winter Soldier number one. Yeah, uh, it, it's a it's Bucky being written by Kyle Higgins. Yep. So I'm into that. <laughs> I'm like super into it. I think it's gonna be good. I don't know much about it. So he's so trying Jen- to atone for his sins. That's all I know. So Jen- Bucky Wait. trying to atone for sins. That's- right. Mm, mm. That's weird. So Jen, you just said you're super into Bucky. Is that what I heard? You know what? <laughs> I am super into Bucky. There you go. He's got that weird broody goth boy vibe. Mm-hmm. I dig it. Okay, Brian, you are calling an audible. I am. So, uh, yeah, remember that asterisk footnote that I inserted? Brian, how did you not have Wicked episode? and Divine on your list, though? Well, okay, because I had other books that I thought were more. But Wicked and Divine is coming back. That's not the audible. Uh, we talked about all of the uh, spider universe people across multiple universes that we like uh mm-hmm. yeah yes. so it just so happens that this week coming out is the spider geddon handbook which is basically uh if you remember uh the handbook of the marvel universe which is like kind of dossiers or wikipedia entries almost for characters uh mm-hmm. this deals with all of the different spider characters across everywhere so nice. how t- how timely is that 
That is indeed very timely comics. That's exactly right. <laughs> Thank you for that pickup, Alex. Anytime. You <laughs> you set me up and I will call just absolutely terrible amounts of attention to it so that it does not at all seem natural anymore. Perfect. <laughs> it's our MO. Can it we be like made it. weird? I'm on it. <laughs> all right, that's it, I think, unless anyone else has anything else. I think so. No. All right. We would like to thank Chase Parker for our intro voiceover. We are available on your podcatching platform of choice. You can listen to us also on our website, which is the only place to go for episodes that are more than 100 episodes old. Uh, if you are feeling generous, it is the holiday season, uh, and you might well be. Patreon.com slash Panelology is a place to go to give money to us. Uh, and if you do that, you have our gratitude. You can listen to more of Jin and Me, along with occasional guest hosts Tim and Meg, on Minds at Yerk, our Animorphs podcast. Yeah. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Brian. And the next time you hear me, I'll be 30. Yay. Dun, dun, dun. Hee <laughs> hee.